what I woke up to is that I had an injured feminine instinct when it came to receiving support. On an unconscious level, I had this programming that I had to do everything. On an unconscious level, I didn't have enough self-worth and self-belief that powerful people would be attracted to working with me and being around me. But that day was over. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. What is up, my love? Welcome to another episode of the Divine Living Podcast. And today's subject is very dear to my heart because it is an area that I used to struggle with so, 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 so much. And today I am in a really great place with it. Not that I don't have more to learn, which I do. And yet it is all around the area of support. And we're talking about a woman's relationship with receiving support. And the concepts I'm going to be talking about are much more directly related to team, but it can definitely be around clients. It could be around home stuff, any of it. And I want to bring up this subject because we know that femininity is about receiving. Masculinity is about giving. And being the queens that we are, we have feminine and masculine inside of us. And I'm sure we all know how great most of us are at giving, 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 giving to our clients, giving to the people that we live with, giving to our communities, giving to our friends. And yet when it comes time to receiving support, receiving a compliment, receiving a gift, receiving attention, it is kind of staggering how quickly we women deflect. I was talking to a girlfriend of mine a couple weekends ago, and we were just going to like get together and do a catch up. And we both had a bit of like a heavy week and we both knew it. And yet, you know, I was like, you go first. She's like, no, you go first. You know, it's like, just even like receiving the support of a one-on-one girlfriend. It was like, we were both like in our masculine and like, no, let me give to you. No, let me give to you. So I just know that this shows up in so many areas of our lives. And I would just want to, I want to start with a prayer and really just open us up to living in accordance with the universe, with divine guidance, with abundance. And let's get great at receiving all things, our dreams and our desires, which we talk about a lot. We'll talk about that more in other episodes. Today is going to be about getting great at receiving. (sighs) Dear God, we thank you. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for our lives. We thank you for the opportunity to become more aware, for the gift of receiving all that you have in store for us. And today we pray to heal our relationship with support in all of the different ways that that shows up in women's lives. 
And we know that you have not designed us to overgive and to be overly burdened and to be overly busy and to do all the things. And so in this moment, we open up to receiving, receiving an abundance of support, receiving so much support in every area of our life so that we are lifted into our greatness, our destiny, the ultimate contribution that we were created for. And we pray this believing. Amen. Don't you feel better already? I mean, it's just even like, it's so fun to get the concept of support that yes, we deserve this. And you know, it's women like us who are just breaking up this notion that we have to be overly burdened and live these pathetically small puny lives because we're so busy in all the minutia. So I'm going to take a little walk down memory lane. And one of my biggest areas of brokenness initially, which I've talked a lot about, was around money and in connection with clients. And so I had a really hard time receiving financial compensation for my services. Um, I felt like I should do it for free. And that was a very broken area. And then I had a hard time receiving the idea that I could work with really cool clients. I knew that there were like a bunch of broken people out there and I was available to help them. But super cool, lit up, chic, savvy, soulful, smart, like women up to big things in the world. I had a a bit of a thing around. And because of my programming and because of my conditioning, I was the little Miss Good Girl and I was always afraid to get it wrong. And I was afraid to be criticized and I was afraid that I was going to get in trouble. And so what in fact did I do? I attracted a whole bunch of God bless them, but super gnarly clients who gave me everything that my brain programmed it should be. Like I would open up my emails and I would be like afraid of getting a client letter that was disappointed or not satisfied with the services or wanted a refund or was going to do a chargeback or complain that for whatever the myriad of reasons were. And, and that went on for a while and it was really triggering for me. It was really painful because I'm sure just like you, whether or not you have this particular programming going on, like you wake up every day to be in service and to give and to do your best and just to kind of like live in this fear of always getting it wrong. You know, there's a line in the Course in Miracles that says you, you create what you defend against. And it was like this intention was like creating this vibration. So all in all, I got to be criticized and judged and made wrong and stressed out by all these clients. And then I decided just like my money story to transform my relationship with clients. And it didn't seem like it was going to be possible that, you know, in terms of belief system, intellectually, I knew that, yeah, you can work with ideal clients, but I had a worthiness thing. I didn't really believe that I deserve to work with amazing women. And, but yet I applied the principles that I was learning. I applied the principles that I now teach in my book. I applied the principles that I learned from all different books that I had been reading. And we know that transformation in any area of our life absolutely, absolutely can exist. So I just started saying these prayers and I started saying these visualizations and I started feeling like, 
what would it feel like to work with really cool, high vibe women that had a strong wealth consciousness that did want to learn from me? And then, in fact, that is exactly what got created. And part of why I was able to manifest that was because I created what was called a client requirement checklist. It sounds a little sterile and clinical now that I say it out loud, but because I was so kind of unconsciously willing to be this doormat for these clients who weren't showing up for themselves, let alone the coaching, and obviously weren't getting the results. So of course they needed someone to blame. And I kind of had this just like blinking light, like it's okay to blame me. It's okay to blame me. Come on in. And so for me to reverse it, I had to get crystal clear on what am I available for and only what am I available for. So I created this client requirement checklist. And you know what I put as number one? They had to appreciate me. That's right. I became unapologetic that if you are going to work with me as a client, I know who I am, right? And at that time, I remembered who I was. And I am talented and I am soulful and I don't have to be everything to all people. But if you're going to work with me, I knew that I would show up and I'd be thinking about you even outside of the session and like, how can she get the results and how can we get the breakthrough? And there was so much love and passion that I put into every single person that I had the honor of working with. And if that dynamic wasn't mutual, then you needed to peace out because my number one requirement for a client was that she had to appreciate me. And then there were other things that came in that I got clear on, like she takes personal responsibility. She totally shows up and uses the coaching as intended. And, And the list went on and on and it was super clear and super concrete. She would have a strong wealth consciousness. And of course, you didn't have to have a perfect wealth consciousness. That's part of the work that we'd be doing together. But you get the idea. And lo and behold, I remember like one by one, super cool clients would show up and they'd sign up to work with me. And it was so delighting and exciting. And I think that because I specialized in one-on-one packages and small groups for so long, it came and it came and I didn't really realize it. And then I remember the the first year of the Divine Living Academy, and we capped it at 200. And 200, I remember being at the first live event, 200 of what I believe were the world's coolest, most amazing, smart, savvy, chic women like showed up and seeing them in abundance. I remember just being in awe. And it was a lot for me to take in and receive that. A, they're just knowing that there were that many cool, amazing women out there in the world. I'd been so isolated and invisible for so long that that was astonishing in and of itself. And that they chose me to be their mentor. And there was a lot that I needed to wake up to over the years, um, that there was still a growth process for me. Uh, one thing I knew for sure is that on some level, I had opened up to receiving amazing ideal clients. And if that's a stage that you're at, that's what I I really desire for you. And the way that you can get there is create your own client requirement checklist to get great at receiving the ideal clients. Like, who is this person? And what are all the qualities and characteristics? And be unapologetic about it and just meditate on it and visualize it and really feel, even if you don't have any of them yet, feel what it would feel like 
to work with a super ideal client. Because at the beginning, I didn't even have a vision for who this woman would be. Skyrocketing right along. Then once it was just like year after year, there were just hundreds and hundreds of all these ideal clients coming in. You know, making money wasn't a big issue anymore. Working with ideal clients wasn't a big issue. But let me tell you what was. Four years, my terror barrier, my torture chamber was around team. And I couldn't understand it. And I say team, it was anything but in the area, in the era that I'm talking about. It was so frustrating and toxic and broken and dysfunctional. And on another level, like humiliating and embarrassing. I mean, who wants any of that in anywhere in their life, let alone with their quote unquote team that they're paying no less? Like it was one thing when the gnarly clients would sign up and, and show up, but at least they paid me like this, that now I'm literally paying for this, like sloppy work, going MIA, just passive aggressive behavior inept. It was just like, you know, revolving door, overly demanding, entitled, like all the things. And so at first, I didn't really look at it as an inside job. I just thought, well, this is their fault. And I would, I would do finger pointing and blaming. And then I would, then I would go into like this weak, insecure place of like, well, there isn't any A player that would want to work with me and be on my team. Just like I used to think that there wouldn't be any like super cool clients that would want me to be their mentor. And I remember I would like watch people on Facebook because that was the only social media platform at the time. And they would be like hosting live events and seminars and then going out to dinner with their teams afterwards. And they like looked like they were like really having fun. And it was like this amazing bonded, high vibe experience. And then there was me. I remember like my first live event, like the dynamic between me and the one VA that we had on the team was like, I was just remember thinking she's the last person I would ever want to go to dinner with and celebrate an epic event. I mean, come on, Gina, like, hello, wake up. But I was asleep in this area. And if you too are frustrated with like, feeling like you're asking for something and you're not getting what you're looking for from your any of your team members or contractors or you know if you have the good help is hard to find thing like I did we're going to solve that mystery here so stay tuned sister stay tuned and so at first i just thought like well well maybe if i would pay people more or maybe if i was more famous that i could attract better people and i had all these stories of what it would be and then i was like well Maybe this is just a skill set that I need to get better at. And I would like, I bought that book, Top Grading, which is like, you know, 19 inches thick. And like, with all due respect, for me, it was a bit dry. And I didn't want to, ma- I didn't want to become the HR department. I wanted to coach and transform people's lives, but I was so, so frustrated. And then, then the only thing worse than this totally annoying, toxic dynamic was when they would quit. And you'd think I would have been happy, but I wasn't because I would be devastated and be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do without this person? This person has all the information or knows everything, or I'm so busy with all these other things. And again, more stories, more excuses. And what happened was I really started applying 
all the skills that I use to transform every other area of my life to team. And what I woke up to is that I had, what I write about in my book, I had an injured feminine instinct when it came to receiving support. On an unconscious level, I had this programming that I had to do everything. On an unconscious level, I didn't have enough self-worth and self-belief that powerful people would be attracted to working with me and being around me. But that day was over because I don't remember what the actual breaking point was, but I do remember the awareness and I remember like the aha moment that I had in my body when I was like, wow, this is about support. And once you know how to transform one thing, you can transform anything. And so I really started consciously looking at what would it look like to be supported in my business. So this is kind of from the masculine perspective. And I would look at different positions and then I would like start to write out the job descriptions. And then I thought, well, if, if I'm sitting there staring at all these people on Facebook and, and envious of them having like these fun bonded team dinners, well, I had to own up that that's actually what I desired too. Like I wanted this to be like a family, positive, high vibe experience where you know, you spend like 10 hours a day with these people. It's like, I wanted to have a great relationship, but I had never gotten that clear on it. So I started to not just think it, but feel into it. Like, what would that feel like? It was so foreign to me. Trust me. It was, it was like, I had to really stretch this one to just imagine the feeling. And then, then I had to take ownership about opening up and becoming more vulnerable about what do I need to get great at so that I will let the support in. Because, you know, when you start to investigate, it sounds a little ridiculous. Like there's nobody out there that could fulfill this role, whatever the roles were. I mean, I, I made up so many stories about like, well, this industry is so specialized and our brand is so different and blah, 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 and blah. And so I really started to create an emotional relationship within myself with me and support. Just like I, I didn't know I had a relationship with money at the beginning either. And so I want you to think about what's your relationship with support right now? Like where are the areas in your career where you could use a real up level? And that would come in the form of support of a team member. Whew. Right? Like you just start to, it's like, whoa, that would be major. That would be a major up level. And wouldn't it be incredibly fun also? Yeah, stay close. And now think about at home like, what's an area of support that you are lacking that you aren't currently allowing for yourself? Might be a personal assistant, might be a housekeeper, could be a chef to drop off food, like, is it an interior designer, like a stylist to help us out? Like, like where's support at home? And what would that look like for you? And just think about it and then feel the frequency of you giving yourself permission to receive support in this way. <sighs> yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yes. So. The thing that I want to say about team and support, it first has to start from you and you cleaning up any energy that you have around 
your standards and your expectations at the beginning. Like I felt bad asking people I was paying to do certain tasks. It almost felt like I was asking for a favor because I was so used to doing everything and had to own enough self-worth. Not that I was better than anyone. This wasn't what it's about. It was about delegating. It was about working within team. You know, it's like sports teams work together all the time. And it's like, nobody's better than anyone. Like the first baseman isn't any better than the third baseman or any more or less needed. It's like all of it. It's a team. And, and you, you know, become aware of like, where's the task and who needs to handle that task. So when I started to become really clear of where did I need to receive the support, I got concrete about it. And that's what I want you to do too. Like, write out what would the job description actually be. And the mistake I was making at the beginning because I was afraid around like, oh, I can't, I don't have that much money to hire my first hire. So this person would need to do this and that and this and that. And this. And like basically through the whole kitchen sink of all the stuff that I was looking to delegate in my business onto a position. And you don't need to do that, particularly not in this day and age. I want you to write out the job descriptions like, and it might just be little tasks. It might be like little departments based on where your company is right now. And remember, you can hire contractors. You don't need to hire a full-time person. You can hire someone for five hours a week on that and someone for three hours a month on something else. And you can piece it together in a way that makes sense, but nothing's going to make sense if you don't write out what is the title and what is the job description. And you can do it for multiple different positions. You can start small. One way that I got started at the very beginning was I hired interns from college universities where I wasn't paying a super high rate, but I was at least getting some help and I was at least moving my business forward and it wasn't all on my shoulders every day, all day. Okay. Then it's about you being really visible to your needs and desires first. Like you can't expect people to be mind readers. Like you have to own your own standards and and up your expectations for yourself and others and say, okay, I'm no longer going to be in charge of customer service or setting up my own calendar or writing copy or whatever it is for you and get really clear on it. And then I always thought I was a great communicator until I hired my first virtual assistant. (laughs) I realized I'm like, hey, here's the task. And can you get it back to me ASAP? For me, ASAP was like in an hour. For her, ASAP was like 48 hours later. So really learning to create a, a, a live and dynamic relationship comes with concrete communication. So, hey, I'm looking for this to be done, you know, either by when do you think it can be done? So the two of you are really clear or saying, I'd like it to be done by X, you know, date or time or whatever seems to make sense. Okay, cool. The next area that I want to open up for you is around an abundance of support. So if you've been in business for any time, you've probably hired someone and you've probably been on some level disappointed with that person, whether it was their attitude, their performance, their timeliness, whatever, whatever. And if you're like most entrepreneurs, you get caught up in this kind of martyr mentality that it's like, oh, I wish she would have thought of that through for herself or wish she would have got that to me sooner, but it's okay. I don't have time to go hire someone new. So you just deal with it. And the resentment starts to build. 
and the energy starts to get a little wonky, but you don't say anything because you just want to get the work done. Well, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm not going to let that person go because I'm, I'm moving into my next project or launch or live event or whatever it is. And you're like, I don't have time to let that. I'll do it afterwards. And then inevitably, I would say a solid nine times out of 10, it's that person that ends up quitting right before your launch, right as you walk into the live event, whatever the, the, what you, the day you start your first group program, like whatever you think is the most untimely, like not that there's ever a good time, but the most untimely is when that person quits. And oftentimes they're not even giving notice, which is not cool, not professional, didn't say it was right, just saying it's what I've seen a lot. I have a lot happen to me, colleagues, clients, etc. And what I want to share with you is a couple of things. One, everybody is replaceable. Everybody is replaceable. It doesn't mean that person isn't special, doesn't mean they're not talented. It just means we live in an abundant universe. And if that person has left or quit, for whatever reason, it means that someone more suited to you on so many levels is available and coming your way. And why do I know that? Because the universe knows what your needs are and always has the solution. It is ask and it is given. So I, over the years, would get super triggered and totally take it personally when someone would quit. <gasps> How dare you? And of course, it was an inopportune time always, not that there was ever a good time in my book if I really looked at it. And But the thing was, it was triggering because it felt like a rejection. I made it mean something that it wasn't intended to be. And like any relationship you stay in too long, it's going to get gnarly. It's going to go downhill. And in our industries, it's going to happen pretty quickly too. So as I've developed emotionally developed my queenhood and developed spiritually. Literally, I have conditioned myself that anytime someone needs to come to me and say, it's time for our work together to be complete, where I'm literally like, awesome, awesome. Not because I'm thrilled to see them go because I don't like them. Not because I'm super excited about the next hiring and training process. Not for any of those reasons, only because I know that the universe has done for me what I was unwilling to do myself. And that is create the next up level. There is never anything happening in your life that isn't for your good. And if it's for your good, it's about your growth, which by definition means there must be an up level. It's not about you being in lack. It's not about you being rejected. It's not about any of that. And so, what I want you to know for sure is that when it's time for someone to move on, bless them, let them go. Your next better, most awesome team member is just a phone call away, an email away, an interview away, whatever it is, but you are not meant to be in lack, especially if you're following the training here about getting great at receiving. This is where you can go into meditation. This is where you can go into your journal and you're like, okay, how can we up-level this particular job description, This my level of support in this particular area? I'm going to give you another example. I had a personal assistant that came to me, pretty sure it was a week before I left for what I thought was going to be a global book tour. 
And she came to me and she's like, I'm giving you a two week notice. I, I mean, everyone have some self-respect. Don't ever give a two week notice. It's so unprofessional. No one is going to be found, hired and replaced in two weeks. Like, and that's not on the person who's being left. That's on the person who's leaving. So two week notice was like worked for like 7-Eleven in the 80s, not like anything that's happening now. And gives a two week notice. And, and I was like, okay. And with all due respect to Glenn, he's like, uh, don't you think this is like, like we're just walking into like our first book launch global tour. Like this is a really inconvenient time. And she's like, gotta go. Well, fortunately I had just written the book on the audacity to be queen, the unapologetic art of dreaming big and manifesting your most fabulous life. So I'd conditioned myself to be like, okay, this is awesome. I wonder who's coming in next. I wonder who the next most fabulous personal assistant is going to be. Well, two weeks later, a global pandemic hit, which meant there was not going to be any personal assistant because no one was going to be coming to my house. So had I gotten all upset about all kinds of stuff about how dare she and this is not the right time and the whole thing, it would have happened anyways. And the universe knew that. So why don't we as queens just start saying thank you? Start saying this is awesome because if you come from this place where you are just expecting the next miracle and expecting the best and expecting an even higher level team level, even more support, I can assure you it's going to be coming your way. And, uh, you know, in the past when people would quit or I would let them go, it you know, nine times out of 10 was a super gnarly dynamic. It was like, you're not doing this, you're fired. And it was like, I'm out of here. I quit. It's just like, ugh. And now, like, I'm trying to think of the team members that we've had for the past quite a while now. Like, I can't even remember the last gnarly completion. Like, everything has been such a love fest. It's been like, Congratulations. I'm so excited for you and your next chapter, which is like actually genuine and not just like wishing you every success. Like it's actually been genuine. Like we're still on speaking terms where it's appropriate and total good vibes and well wishes. And I've referred work to certain people that been, you know, decided to move on. And again, not for everyone. Actually, someone just came to my mind where it wasn't quite that, but I'm going to now give it a, it's a good nine times out of 10. It's like, cool. It's time for you to move on. Wonderful. Let's, you know, set this up and bring in the next person. Or when I decide it's time for someone to move on, it all can still be super high vibe, super clean. Cause what I've realized is like, so oftentimes when you're afraid of letting someone go, you're like, Oh, if you're not happy with them or their performance or their attitude, do you think that they're finishing every day at the end of their day being like, I love working in this place? No, no, it's always mutual. It's always mutual. So it's just up to who's going to call it first. So all of this to say, I want you to know that you deserve to be abundantly supported in every area of your life, queen. And the way that you're going to ground into this and call this in and manifest it even sooner is by getting super clear and concrete. So I want you to get clear on the vision, clear on the job description, clear on like the dynamics or the values or any of the essence of it. 
And then I want you to take a look at your own relationship with support. Usually this stuff came in from a very early age. Like, did you have to be there to support your mother or your father or a bunch of younger brothers and sisters? Like, whatever the dynamic was. And just know today is not that day. Today you get to have a healing. Today you get to receive. Today you get to call in higher level of abundance. Today you get to take a stand for your greatness. And today it comes in the form of support. So I'd love to hear from you about what your relationship with support is. So DM me on Instagram, take a screenshot of this episode. Let me know what your big ahas and takeaways are. And it always, always would mean so much to me if you leave a review. What is this podcast doing for you in your life? Leave a review. It means so much. I read them all. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. And until next time, Queen, go transform your relationship with support so that you are just in love with receiving. All right, gorgeous. I hope that this episode has been such a blessing in your life. And if you are looking to further elevate your life and discover the unapologetic art of dreaming big and manifesting your most fabulous life, get a copy of my book, The Audacity to be Queen Today. It's filled with 20-page turning chapters. This book is designed to unlock your truest potential, reprogram your mindset, and have you living the life you've always imagined. You can get it at divineliving.com forward slash book and dive into all things queen today. 